The Ringer Gambling Feed is your one-stop shop for all things betting throughout the NFL season from week one all the way through Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. We have you covered every which way. We got our favorite futures. We got props. We'll discuss the lines. And of course, we'll throw in a few parlays. That's a given. So whether you're sharp or square better, we'll be breaking it down in terms hopefully everybody can understand and we'll try to win some money along the way. So be sure to subscribe to the Ringer Gambling Feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz, and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck, and we're previewing the last week of the regular season. But first, quick programming note. We're not going anywhere. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. So I'm not fucking leaving. Regular season's... <laughs> we're not leaving. Show goes on. You're going to need a wrecking ball. Fantasy Rewatchables is coming to you instead of trivia on Monday. Please listen. That's one of the, our favorite... It's my favorite episode. Maybe we do the entire season is the fantasy rewatchables instead of trivia. And then for the playoffs and everything, we're still recapping them Sunday nights, Monday mornings for you, the, the whole playoffs and everything, including week 18. Still going to preview uh, all the playoff rounds. And then Wednesdays, instead of power, it's going to be the NFL Draft Show. DK, Woo-hoo. Craig, Solak, covering everything draft, cover the whole offseason of the NFL Draft Show. Eventually, we'll be coming to you with that twice a week, but for the Super Bowl, or through the Super Bowl, once a week on Wednesdays. So that's still three episodes a week for you guys. So again, we're not going anywhere. Not leaving. Not fucking leaving. Okay. Week 18. So on one hand, incredible week 18 because 20 teams are still alive. I believe it's the most teams still alive for the playoffs in the final week of the season in 40 years. That's pretty amazing. On the other hand, kind of a weird week. Don't know how to feel. Got to tell you, despite that fact, despite that there's still a lot of playoff leverage here happening, I kind of feel like I have senioritis. You know what I mean? Like the (laughs) fantasy season's over. It's like this week is senior skip week. Let's just go wakeboarding. Let's just like go. It's like we already got into college. Finals don't matter. <laughs> I like it's just fine. it just doesn't feel like a real week. It's like it, half the league. We're not half the league, obviously, but like the Rams aren't playing any starters. There's like the list of starting quarterbacks this week is just absolutely ludicrous. Um, it just doesn't feel like a weird week. It's it, it feels truly like this is nostalgia. I feel like I have senioritis right now. Like this, the season's over, right? Like we're, we can move on. 
So if you are playing week 18, we do have our week 18 rankings at fantasyfootball.3.com. Not going to lie. Psycho, Still keep track of who's playing. Yeah. It's, or yeah. The commission, it's honestly people's commissioners made a mistake. That's really it. Right. And uh, so you could check that, but you got to see who's playing. Again, I mean, my God, the quarterback's <laughs> playing this week. DK, you this is take pure a- sex. <laughs> pure sex here. Easton Stick versus Blaine Gabber. I'm racking my brain to figure out who's who, team, who these two teams are. So I think that's the Chargers <laughs> and the Chiefs. Uh, Aiden O'Connell versus Jarrett Stidham, Raiders, Broncos. Just scintillating. Uh, Jeff Driscoll, who is apparently still in the NFL. Can't believe that man is still employed. <laughs> Has he been on the Browns the whole season? There's no way, I, I right? don't know. No, I, think no I think Jeff Driscoll's parents are probably surprised that Jeff Driscoll's playing this <laughs> If you guys had Browns, offered me $1 million to tell you what team Jeff Driscoll was on before yesterday, I would have not won it. I, had I don't no think he was clue. on until yesterday. How much money do we think Jeff's getting paid? Hundreds of thousands. What's the minimum? What's the minimum for like a, you to show up for a game? Is it like a hundred grand? Flacco got a hundred k. I remember thinking right. that was the lowest I had seen for a quarterback. DK, would you risk your life as a quarterback in an NFL game for a hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> for a hundred grand, sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Real, but like whatever, whatever it happens to you physically, that's your life. You would do it. Uh, well, you, I mean, no, that's kind of how it goes anyway. <laughs> I think I would get like maimed. I, that's Dude, probably not the, worth it. All those memes of like, hey, like you get 10 carries to get 10 yards for like a million dollars. And I'm like, do you know how hard it would be just to have zero yards with like a hundred carries? Craig, I, I might not be a millionaire, but at least I have my health sort of, you know? And that's so, right. Yeah. One thing I want to ask you I, before this escapes my mind, you said you had senioritis. Let's go wakeboarding. Did you go wakeboarding when you were a we senior, had senior, senior skip day? We all put on wetsuits and went wakeboarding. It was great. Um, actually, no, that's not true. We put on, we put on suits and went wakeboarding. Like we dressed up in like suits and like, (laughs) like business people. This was like, this was jackass era back then. You know, you guys kind of started the gentle minions thing. That was really you. I have no no idea what that is. Yeah. The gentle minions movement was a bunch of people went to go see the newest minions movie, but they all wore suits to to the theaters (laughs) and they called it gentle minions. Ah, Okay. But you guys did that just in the in the early early aughts. When were you in high school? I graduated high school in two thousand one. Nice. How old That's were you honestly guys? really like badass. Five, six. I was I was seven. Do you guys have wild uh, photos of you on suits wakeboarding in suits wakeboarding? I don't know. I might. I'll I'll, I'll try and find something. If we found yeah. the photo of you randomly being on the Wedding Crashers website from fifteen years ago, then we can <laughs> find this photo of you wakeboarding. <laughs> yeah, that right. was weird. But I, I, I interrupted you for the tangent, which was worth it. Yeah, sorry. Continue. Jeff Driscoll versus Jake Browning. <laughs> Again, important that we watch these games. Trevor Simeon versus Bailey Zappi. The Rams, back from the dead. Carson Wentz. Speaking of comeback players of the year, Carson Wentz is starting for an NFL team. Uh, the Rams, apparently, against Sam Darnold, who I am genuinely kind of interested to watch. <laughs> Sam Darnold. What is this, 2018? Darnold versus Wentz? <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you guys a serious question? Who is going to this game? It's in San Francisco and neither team is playing. It's like their a, the people that bought tickets at the beginning of the year, not knowing if it was going to have any. I don't, I don't get people who go to preseason. I have Craig, friends who go to preseason. People don't, go don't to get some that weird shit to have entertainment, you know? I guess if starters play for a quarter in preseason, it's worth it. But yeah, I, I've just, I've never understood it. Don't know who's going to watch Sam Darnold and Carson Wentz. It's a spectacle. It's a spectacle of it all. That's, that's my opinion. So there's a bunch of things going on with this week and, so I, we can run through the scenarios, but we know we could 
run through all the scenarios, but the basics, if you don't know, the Ravens won the AFC North. They have the one seed in the AFC. The 49ers won the NFC West. They have the one seed in the NFC. The Chiefs are locked into the, they won the AFC West. They're locked into a three seed. They're hence the Blaine Gabbard of it all. Uh, I mean, not just Patrick Mahomes sitting. I mean, Craig, you mentioned that Travis, the Chiefs are playing the Chargers in LA, but it's also the day the Golden Globes and Taylor Swift is nominated for Golden Globe. Yes, Taylor Swift, there's a new category this year called like cinematic and box office achievement or something. It's basically just a way to shoehorn the most popular movies into the award show. So people watch and famous people attend. To come to the ceremony? Correct. Um, Anyway, she's nominated. She's attending. But yeah, look, it all feels like this worked out so well. Chiefs are playing in LA in a meaningless game where Travis Kelsey's not going to play. The game is on CBS. <laughs> the Golden Globes is on CBS this year. At It's literally the next thing after the game ends is the, is the Golden Globes. Um, th- it, it has been announced that Kelsey will not be attending the game or the, the, the award show and that he's going to fly back to KC after. This is a missed uh, opportunity. Yeah. We needed him on the sideline in a tux helicoptering from SoFi or to the hotel. He could have wakeboarded wakeboarding in the tux. <laughs> up the Pacific. With imagine that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey fresh off a Chiefs win, he's in a tux, maybe a helmet's on. If the Chiefs had the one seed, I think he would have done it. The vibes are nowhere near good enough for this to happen. (laughs) The vibes are awful though, (laughs) and the I, the I, I love the memes that are like the you know old people calling into the radio being like Taylor Swift ruined the Chiefs. And then the Swifties are like, my God, why did they think that Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony would be reliable for full season? <laughs> but the, so the Chiefs, they're locked in to see the Lions. They're probably, you know, the Rams are locked, not only a seed, but they're not going to get a bye. They're going to, they won the division. The Rams are locked into a the seed, but they just have a wild card. So there's a bunch of teams that between the quarterback injuries and the team's resting starters, it's all kind of weird, but uh, we should start here or at least, of the important games. Bill's Dolphins is the marquee event here. The winner gets the AFC East title of Bill's Dolphins. Dolphins are in the playoffs no matter what. And the Bills, if they lose, depending what happens with the Steelers in another game, the Bills might be winning in and losing you're out of the playoffs or when they win, their, which is just incredible to think about. Wait, might be? Yeah. Are they- yeah, so if they be. if the Bills lose, they're out, or are there other contingencies? It's contingent on, no, on the Steelers. The Steelers the have things. to win. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So producer Carlos is a very sad Dolphins fan, uh, and I. I, I got to be so morose about. Should this he is a be great, sad? Great they're, yeah. they're, they're well, the three I, seed right now, or the two seed. I, I we'll get to the Bills in a second, but I want to start with the Dolphins because I don't know. It's I feel like the Dolphins to begin the year were electric and possibly the story of the season, and now, yeah. Morose, pretty sad, and honestly, kind of tough that they've Raheem Mostert banged up. Tyree kills in a walking boot. Never mind the stuff that happened at this house this week, which is um, horrific. But the, it just seems like the Dolphins needed a buy, honestly, as much as anyone. And now it's like <laughs> they're kind of like in a wild card. I don't know. DK, How are you like, feeling, Carlos? Uh, I look. I've been saying for weeks. You can ask anyone around the ringer that I've been saying for weeks that they were going to play the Bills in a meaningful game in the end of the season and probably lose. <laughs> Um, Carlos, do, you, do yeah. you think they should just sit everybody, take the L, and rest your whole team? Uh, no, because there is a scenario in which they play the Bills again the following week. So what are we doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is just brutal. Like this was worst case scenario. It was always worst case scenario. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but Josh Allen literally owns the Dolphins. Like it's not. <laughs> It is not even like, I'm not ashamed to say it. It just is what it is. Like 
his stats against the Dolphins are absurd. We are like a couple of great games away from remember when uh, Aaron Rodgers had that famous moment on the bear sideline where he said, I own you. We're not that far off from Josh Allen being able to say that in Miami. It might happen in this game, to be honest. Been kind of a wild year for the Dolphins. This, you know, what this reminds me of uh, the Dolphins' offense. Uh, going, I don't even know like if this was debunked or what, but there was reports back in the day that the U.S. military had spent they'd spent like eleven billion dollars on the F thirty five fighters. Like the next generation is supposed to be stealth and all this crazy shit. Um, but then the only problem was it couldn't fly in the rain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this is kind of obviously there's. I mean, the Dolphins offense is still good, but like we were talking about this Dolphins offense in the beginning of the season as like truly one of the greatest offenses of all time. And if you look at some of the stats, I put, I put together the stats first half versus second half of the season. Um, and the first half, obviously, so they were number one in points per game, almost 34 points per game, which was five points more than the second place Dolphins. Uh, sorry, Cowboys. Uh, first in touchdowns, obviously, first in points per drive, first in yards per play, which o- over a yard better than the second place 49ers per play. Um, the red zone percentage, in other words, uh, the number of touchdowns they scored, the rate of touchdowns per red zone trip was 74%. So they're getting into the end zone at a ludicrous amount, um, at a ludicrous rate. But this, the last eight games, like they've been like an okay offense. They've been like top 10 and that's about it. Like, obviously that's still very good, but the expectations that we had coming into coming into the second half of the season, this is one of the greatest offenses ever. We were comparing them to the Patriots, like 2007 offense, like some of these some of the greatest offenses of all time. Uh, but the problem is they just can't find the rain, uh, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> kind of specific. They went from like the greatest show on turf to now they're kind of like they're like the Bucks offense now. It's like yeah, <laughs> points. God, that that hurts. That cuts deep. Are we overreacting though? Because they're still number one in the NFL in scoring. Well, <laughs> well we, we had to take the Broncos game out at some point. At some point, we got to be like 70. that was three months ago, and it was right. hot. And the Bron- like, yeah. But the- by the way, the game after the seventy point output, forty eight to twenty loss to the Bills. So, first of all, the fast people are nicked up. Like honestly, it's it's simple. It's like Devon Chan has a toe injury, which I'm like, all right, whatever. But when you're the fastest person on earth, it's tough. Tyreek Hill's in a walking boot. Raheem Mostert, you know what I mean? Like all the fast guys, and then Jalen Waddle. Waddle might I, not play. I, I lost track of the amount of. Yeah, he's probably not playing, or he's not playing. He's already ruled out, basically. I think. But the, I mean, the amount. I he what he had an eye injury, an ankle. A hit, I can't even keep track with him anymore. But the, I, to Carlos's point though, the Bills really do. Well. I didn't realize this honestly until Carlos pointed it out. But. Do you guys know that Josh Allen is nine and two in these games? Carlos, you pointed out to me before the show that those two wins are one last year, the heat stroke game when all the players are mm-hmm. collapsing oh on the field. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, one of the yeah. Dolphins wins and forget the other ones. But Josh, Allen's they, can play stats. they can play when it's sunny and yeah. hot, but not ready. <laughs> but the other, the other Josh Allen's stats are like a season. It's 11 games against the Dolphins, including when he was bad. Carlos, 31 touchdown passes to five picks. Josh Allen has versus the Dolphins in 11 games, 11 games. So, Carlos, Carlos, you have a good team. Carlos, uh, I'll just say this. You lose this week. You have a wild card and you maybe get a win, whatever. But it's kind of a sad season. Do you want Tua back? That's my one question for you. Um, for like, Tua back at the highest paid at quarterback in NFL history. Like he has to get I a mean, quarter billion dollars. Well, the, the, thing to re- a year. the thing to remember is that they are already in the playoffs. So obviously like if they lose this game, then yeah, there's, they're still going to the playoffs and they'll play the chiefs if they lose. Um, 
because they'll be the sixth seed if they lose. So, like, it depends what happens in that game. Like, I mean, if he stinks it up two games in a row, one of them being a playoff game, the other one essentially being a playoff game because it's for the division, then we then maybe, you know, I don't know what we do from that position because I, I McDaniel seems to love him. So it's just like... I, I don't know what the answer is. Are you going to like mortgage everything to you're already kind of in a position where you have so much invested in right now. So I, I, I don't know. It's just do it. So complicated. Keep don't him. you think though, Carlos, like that if, if you went to yourself three and a half months ago and said, in week 18, the dolphins are going to be the two seed playing against the bills for the AFC East title. You'd take that, right? You'd be like, great. Yes, but that's ignoring the context of they blew the Titans game, which would have they would have lived division locked up if they won the Titans game. That game was yeah, bizarre. They had a three game lead in the division, and now it's down to the last week of the season. I, I'm <laughs> trying to be glass half full. I, can, I can't. Like, it's not working. It's glass just half absurd. Empty. How no, do we get in this position? Oh Ugh. my god! I'm sorry, Carlos, but. Oh my goodness. All right. So we'll see. This is a huge game. Shout out again, Carlos. You did call like three months ago after before the Dolphins Bills game after the 70 point that this was going to come down to this. There's no, there's no more accurate fan than the cynical like Homer fan of their team. You know what I mean? Those those people are the most accurate fans. I feel like just super cynical expecting the worst. (laughs) How many teams hype said 20 teams are in contention still right now. How many teams heading into the NFL playoffs like actually have good vibes right now? Oh it's, my god! It is quite literally probably only Baltimore and San Francisco. You can make the case that every other team in the league has bad vibes. Oh yeah, <laughs> Maybe Wait, this is great. Is okay, Wait, let's go through this. Okay, Bills fit. No tough. We're vibes. all depressed because we're all online. The Bills you know? are Bills horrific. tough vibes. The Dolphins Season's are been a bad. disappointment. They almost just lost to the Pats. Patriots and Jets are literally all time low. Uh, Cowboys after the Lions game is is bad. Giants is bad. Eagles is. Horrific for a team coming off the Super Bowl. Washington, needless to say, is bad. Ravens, Rams are good. Rams vibes are solid. Yeah. I think the Rams That's side, good one. The, the, even though they barely beat the Giants and they got really lucky to do so, I think the I think the Rams vibes are pretty good. Raiders fans are still high off the McDaniel's thing ending, but that's kind of just like it was so bad that now it's just fine. You, it's a good point, Craig. Honestly, the Bucks. I think Packers the Bucks vibes are good are vibes. Good. That's about it. Bucks vibes are fine, I guess. Seattle's vibes not good. New Orleans vibes not good. Falcons vibes not good. Nobody's happy. Packers. That, the, all right. Did we mention the Packers? Packers teams? I think the Packers. Uh, Jags vibes not good. Ugh. Kansas City obviously terrible vibes. I, think, I guess Cleveland <laughs> has good vibes somehow right yeah. now. Joe, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Flacco. The Flacco effect, dude. It's so funny because I feel like five years ago I remembered like making fun of Flacco every week because I called him Joe jumper cables Flacco because he was just the most boring, like morose drag the team down. Like he's just like a, like a goth, like a really depressed goth kid or something like, you know what happened is is he's moved into MILF territory. He was like, as when he was a young guy, it was like, I don't, he doesn't do anything for me, but now Joe Flacco MILF territory. It's like, Oh wait, there's something, there's something about him now. He's got a little, well, you know, he's got a little tread on the tires, a couple extra wrinkles. I'm kind of into that. Dude, you now. Can, now it's, like a, it's truly like a life cycle. He's past his midlife crisis and he's accepted yes. that he's old. He's accepted his role on the team. He's accepted that whatever, he's not going to be a big time superstar qu- starter or whatever. And now he can just play free and clear of any like expectations. It's like he has a whole he's, new personality. So it's MILF. Man, I love MILF. Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But truly, like, I feel for, like right? I've never seen Flacco so happy. He's just, he's, he's just mo- having the best time. 
Wait, speaking of man, MILF. Man, I like Flacco. Man, I like Flacco. <laughs> I love Flacco. Speaking of MILF, uh, don't pretend you didn't see the Jeremy Allen White, the actor from The Bear, the, the photo shoot he did for GQ with the Calvin Klein underwear. He's just like uh-huh. extremely ripped in an underwear. Yeah, uh, I did see that. And Ooh. the guy from The Bear, the chef, the guy from Shit, the kitchen. Jeremy Allen White. He yeah. got super ripped for the and movie he, Iron Claw. Oh, right. He did a GQ photo shoot, to which I have been texting with um, friends of mine and who are thirsting after him and I have a, a single friend who lives in Brooklyn who walks by him sometimes uh, shout out Kathy and she was talking about scheming to try to introduce herself to him anyway uh, <laughs> right sure <laughs> anyway I didn't realize that he's how dad. tall is Kathy oh uh, five five okay is that, he short or something is he short he's, he's real short really well because I didn't realize seven? he's a dad because he's a dilf that's kind of why I'm what he's a dilf ah. but I didn't realize that and but are you a, just because you have a kid doesn't make like if you're 25 years old and you have a kid I feel like you're not a dilf dilf is a vibe mm. interesting it's like you the have, Flacco like, you need to be older to, yeah like I don't even know if Flacco has kids he's still a dilf <laughs> like Kevin's you're not defense, pretending to be young anymore you're not pretending uh, to be you know what I mean like you've accepted that you are who you are now this is the stage yeah, of the life a 25 life year old who's good looking with a kid is not a dilf they're still just like a good looking young man I feel like you need to you need to reach a certain age before like, you reach that kid Dilf get status. <laughs> DK yeah. Dilf. Thank you, yeah. Craig. All right. That's what we were all alluding to this go. whole time. Yeah. All right. Flip side of this game. The Bills. It would be such a tra- No, again, Carlos, I'm sorry. But it would be such a travesty if the Bills missed the playoffs. Like, let's be real here. I mean, There's we've world- been on record saying we're like the we're the Bills lovers on this on like the podcast. We're not Bills world. lovers. It's like we have eyeballs. It's like, what do we want in the playoffs? We want fun teams. Even Craig, Craig, do you want the Steelers in the playoffs over the Buffalo Bills? God no, God no. <laughs> the last thing I want is to watch Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett or the two of them try to fight through a game in the playoffs. Whatever. The last time the Mason Steelers- Rudolph is fucking balling right now. Don't you remember the remember the Steelers Browns game, the playoff wild card game where they were down like. 30 to zero in 12 minutes. That's what's going to happen to the Steelers if they make the playoffs. No, the Bills are one of the four best teams in the league. They 100% need to be in the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm going to be devastated if they're not. Josh Allen deserves to be in the playoffs. Carl, this is ridiculous. Carl, 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 cry about it. Head. Literally cry about, it. cry about it. <laughs> Look, if Buffalo wins, Miami still makes it. That's best well, case they scenario. They should have lost the Jets and the Patriots early in the season. I don't know. Cry about it. Like, <laughs> Sorry, Josh Allen. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> You know what's funny though, DK, you comparing the Dolphins like a, a F-35 that can't fly in the rain. It's supposed to rain in Miami on Sunday. <laughs> All right, so, prove me wrong, Dolphins. Prove we'll me see. wrong. Fly. I don't even oh actually, I don't remember if like the games that they've struggled in have been weather related at all. I just feel like they're a little bit of a finicky. No, I know what you mean though. I, yeah. We all know what you mean. Uh, it's like, if, if it's like a house of cards. It's like if one thing falls, it's like if one screw <laughs> is loose, the whole thing collapses. But Craig, you mentioned glass half full. I feel like the Bills missing is like the glass half empty uh, playoff <laughs> field. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty dark. I tried to put together what the worst possible playoff scenario is in in both uh, conferences. <laughs> this picture, and, this picture in the doc that we have here. It's uh, what I don't even remember what this movie is. Craig. I don't Explain know. Explain the picture. Either. It's like the guy holding open the lady's eyes and like making the her old look. Woman's eyes. <laughs> It looks like Rick and Morty. People see Rick and Morty. It's like the Rick just holding Morty's eyes open. It's like, look at it. That's what the NFL is doing to us. The NFC, somehow it's possible that two NFC South teams make the playoffs. Ah. Easily the worst division in football. (laughs) Every Ah. team is unfun to watch, except I guess the Bucs. This is a possible scenario. 49ers one seed. 
Eagles two seed, Lions three seed, Arthur Smith and the Falcons as the, the South Division ah. winners at the four seed. We have the Cowboys at five, Rams at six, and the Bucks at seven. That's a realistic scenario is Eagles two seed, Falcons four seed, Bucks seven seed. Rams, Lions, if that that's a matchup we want for sure, because that would be like Stafford versus the Lions and Goff versus the Incredible Rams. Incredible matchup. Having said that, Eagles, Bucks would be just awful. I mean, the Bucks are actually kind of fun, but the Bucks being more fun than the Eagles is insane. And then like Falcons, Cowboys, like that, that, oh my God, like Blech. if that were a regular season, I wouldn't even want to, I, Falcons, Cowboys is gross. And then the AFC, the AFC is like, there are more fun teams, but they're also worse teams. Yeah, I mean, still, it's like worst case scenario, AFC, you have Ravens at one, you have the Dolphins two, Chiefs, ugly vibes three, you have the Jags at four, Flacco five, Gardner Minshew at six, and the Steelers at seven. Ugh. So again, you, you could have a, a weird ass Dolphins Steelers game in Miami. You'd have a Chiefs Colts game that nobody would want to watch. And then you'd have Jags Browns. <laughs> None of those games are good. <laughs> we really are on the, everyone's like, oh, here are the cool matchups. I'm like, we are on the precipice of the worst possible playoff. Field. It's like we might have Mason Rudolph, Gardner Minshew, Joe Flacco, and no Josh Allen. <laughs> why is everyone's vibe so bad right now? That's so it true. It's kind of funny. I didn't really realize Season's that. Season's too long. Now. I genuinely yeah. think the season should be 12 weeks long and, and then the right team would win way more often. He's so damn morose. All right. Uh, what kind of sport is it where basically like the team that doesn't get hurt the most just wins? Like that's not a good sport. Isn't that every sport? <laughs> not really. That's I feel not like a most good NBA, sport. It's like most NBA teams are relatively healthy. It's like unless one guy like Torres ACL, which doesn't happen that much. Like usually most teams are healthy. The NFL, it's like, well, the only reason why the Eagles did as good as they did is because they were the only healthy team. Oh, the Bengals the year before, they were the only healthy team. Yeah, it's literally like, I, I love season. a sport. Yeah, I'd love a sport where it's like the players who play the game are not injured 24 You know what, Craig? I also I agree. Let's make the season 12 games. Dolphins win the division. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, look, don't you want the first half of the season Dolphins in the playoffs? Yes, you don't want the second half. Well, you know what? You know the George Carlin joke that life's backwards? Like you should start in retirement home and then like you first day of work, you get a gold watch, you work for 30 years and then you go to college and party and then like, and then you just have someone taking care of you your whole life and then you end and you're like an orgasm. And like, that's how life should be. Like this season, if you think about it, should start with like these two good teams play and then we add teams every week and then the Super Bowl is like week one, whatever it's held. Like that would be maybe better. Well, Craig's idea that, like, wasn't it like you eliminate bad teams as you go on? It's like sort quarantine. of a guillotine like, league. It was like, we should quarantine yeah. the Giants and Jets so they should play every week. We, uh, the other one, we, we and that in tandem with releasing the schedule every week without telling anyone. That I love. You basically, it's like a mini selection show. Every single, every Sunday night, it's like, who is my team playing next week? You can flex every single game. You always put the best games on primetime. I think it's an incredible you're, idea. You're right that we missed the boat with this because you can't do it with, um, tickets or selling tickets, but the COVID season, it would have been unreal if every Sunday was a oh, selection yeah. show after Sunday football, they're like, here's who's playing next week. Or the pregame for Sunday football is like, here's who's playing next week. That would have been actually like incredible. And then every week, the Giants yeah, imagine, Jets, so imagine no. halftime of Sunday night football every week. You find out next week's schedule. <laughs> I, like how, so huge. I like how every, I like how every show we're trying to fix football. Like it's not the most fucking popular sport <laughs> in the country by like tenfold. It's like, it, it, like every week it breaks <laughs> records of viewership. It's like the most watched shows on television every year, like one through 20 is NFL games. <laughs> like some, some Jags Browns bullshit <laughs> on, on Thursday night football, like beats anything else. 
they released that list of the top 100 shows of the year, and it's like the Olympics, which Nin- costs ninety three like, or football yeah, a billion, yeah, a billion dollars <laughs> that bankrupts a prominent. But you know what? We should completely city. fucking change it. We should like fix it. You know. Well, it's stupid. What's the, uh, what's <laughs> it's the, stupid? Uh, yeah, the well, Ted Lasso stupid. quote. Dude, there's like third. You know, half the games t- this week have zero purpose. Like the, the the Rams and the Niners game just doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like who the? It's awful. The Ted Lasso quote. It's like <laughs> the one where he's like, "Coach, they," he's like, "Doesn't get relegation." Like, do they not have relegation in America? He's like, "Oh no, 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 no." Like, so what happens to all the shitty teams? Like, I don't know. They play out the rest of the schedule, go through the motions and meaningless games, contested in lifeless <laughs> half-empty stadiums, and everyone's pretty much okay with it. <laughs> Lifeless. Wait, do we have Here's that, Carlos? Do. Wait, do we have empty how, stadiums. How, do we have that, Carlos? Coach, do they not have relegation in America? No, 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 no. <laughs> so what happens to all the shit teams at the end of the season? You know, they play out the rest of the schedule, going through the motions and meaningless games, contested in lifeless, half-empty stadiums, and then everyone's pretty much fine with that. <laughs> Well, here's what we should do. Tell me why we don't do this. It's fine with it. Not fine with it. Those are like the most watched shows on television that week. It's more. They like, they like love it. Dude, the NFL draft beat the World Series. It could, the NFL draft could be an email. Seriously. After it week 13 or week 14, why don't they just get like the eight teams that can't make the playoffs, that mathematically are eliminated from the playoffs, put them in a new loser's bracket, and then they compete every week for, for draft seeding. They compete for the number one pick in the draft. The winning team gets the number one pick in the draft. This is a real take. If the NBA has actually adopted an in-season tournament, like if we, we kind of haven't talked about this a lot, but the NBA added an in-season tournament that not going to lie, I kind of made fun of and thought was silly. And the players immediately cared about, and they actually did make early season basketball better. And the same year, Major League Baseball liposuctioned 30 minutes out of every game. And then yep. everyone from Light casual, they did. The casual <laughs> fans to like baseball diehards were like, yep, this is great. Like, like the two of the four leagues made huge changes this year and everyone was like, yeah, nice job. So if the NFL, the competing, like, I, I don't know if the NFL would want a huge, huge change, but putting more stakes on these things, one, like, I don't think that's out of the question. Dude, imagine you grab the bottom four teams in each in each conference and you put them in a, a loser's bracket for the final the four weeks of the season. Yes, and every week it's like, oh shit, Washington's playing Arizona. The winner goes on to the semifinals and can now compete for a top four pick. And then it's like the finals is like Carolina playing the Giants for the first pick in the draft. Everybody would watch that game. This is how we do my, I have a dynasty league that does this, Craig. Basically the two worst teams play each other over a couple of weeks. And the winner gets the first pick, not the not the worst team. You got to compete. You know, there's no there's no free lunch here, guys. And then you, and then the next four teams compete for a comp pick, essentially like Lower in the picks. rookie yeah, draft. Everyone's yeah, everyone's always competing for and picks. I think that the other thing about this is that the natural thing will be like, well, you know, what about bad teams? Like they should get the first picks because the bad team should get. Yeah, but like one. But Whatever. these are still the worst eight teams. So it's like, you're exactly. not really giving a great team the first, you're going to give like, at worst, you're going to give like, I don't know, the, the Saints or something like that. I mean, the like NBA that. does the, a lottery. The it's a lottery. And that's the, and yeah, and one and one player honestly matters more in the NBA, even with quarterbacks, like getting one star usually has a bigger like, effect. Than would anybody team. really care if, if the Titans got the first pick in the draft instead of the Panthers, if they, if they won this stupid tournament, that'd be great. It should reward teams for playing well. Like when the, Texans yes. last year won that game 
And it was like, oh, no, they got the second pick. It's like, that shouldn't be the head coach being FU to ownership, which is what it was, because, like, they wanted to screw. It was like, the Jets should be rewarded when they beat the Rams as 17-point underdogs in, like, week 16 and lose. Like, the Jets should get Trevor Lawrence because they beat the Rams as 17-point underdogs two years ago, not lose Trevor Lawrence. It is such an inherent flaw in the sport that at the end of the season, fans are debating whether or not they want their teams to lose or not. Like, it just it's just wrong. To be like, ah, oh, the Giants won, I'm upset. It's like, wait, that's not be how sports work. Imagine if Tommy DeVito was leading the Giants to wins but and a higher pick, and I was thrilled about it. Like, that would be so much. You're right. Wow, Craig, this is a good call. We had to figure out the deets, but what do we do about fantasy, though? <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, well, we just fixed the NFL. Now now what? How about fantasy? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, it does feel like we were recording a rewatchables the other day and Bill and I were chatting about how the end, the end of the regular season doesn't feel like it should be the end of the fantasy season because it, injuries have screwed up so many people's teams. It's like you had Nick Chubb, you had Joe Burrow, you had Kirk Cousins, like whatever it is, or Christian McCaffrey gets hurt in week 17 and sucks for everybody who made the championship with him. And it just doesn't feel right. It almost feels like, just like we were joking that the Dolphins season should end at week 12. It like, it feels like fantasy should end at week 12, but then that doesn't make sense. And so I was wondering, Bill is in a league that goes through the real NFL playoffs. So it's like in August, when you draft your fantasy team, if you draft Tyree Kill, like you will have him all the way up until the Super Bowl if he makes it. And that is the whole point is like, you better draft guys on good teams because when you enter the playoffs, you will have those players on your team. And do you think that is the actual best way to play fantasy football is to continue it into the playoffs? I am fascinated by, I will say Bill's leagues, I'm really not just saying, I mean, we work for Bill. I'm not saying this because of that. The Bill's leagues has two of the best rules I've ever heard. The He's very innovative. The 13, <laughs> 13 people guy, yeah. in a 12 person That's league so and the funny. winner gets to kick someone out for a year. It's incredible. <laughs> Who thought uh, of that? Also, we don't talk genius. enough about how that just like fucking Don Draper's just in that league. Yeah, like, really don't that They're kicking the Hamaconda out. Yeah, yeah. Boot, <laughs> it's booting John Ham for the league. But, John um, Ham just like shows up with like a Bud Light and they're like, hey, John, we kicked you out this year. He like killed the Bud Light. was like, all right, catch you next year. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so amazing. But the, I think the way they do it is that I forget, 12, I forget which one, but the 12 team league, my favorite's a 12 team league where six teams make the playoffs. And I think it's, the, you keep your players, and then the six teams that didn't make it, all their players are, like, released, basically. And they do another draft of all the playoff-eligible uh, teams. So the teams in wildcard round, and then I think the first seed either get the team with the best record in fantasy either gets to pick the draft slot or picks first or whatever. And they have a snake draft of the players left from the dead teams that didn't make the playoffs. Sorry, I'm getting confusing. The fantasy teams that didn't make the fantasy playoffs lose their players. And then there's another draft and you draft the players in the real life that are going to be in the real life NFL playoffs. And you want to pick a mix oh, of weird. who's good versus who's going to be on a team. Still that there wins. in a couple of weeks. Right? Yeah. So like, for example, like uh, this year, if the, you know, George Pickens has been playing well, but are the Steelers going to win a game? So it's like, you would take, you wouldn't want to take George Pickens first. Cause even if he was great, probably going to get one game. I'd be like him. Mike but Evans, like, Mike Evans has been awesome, but like, yeah. do you really want Mike Evans? But then it's like, no. Debo Samuel or McCaffrey, you're like, oh my God. Well, that person probably made the playoffs. But like Debo Samuel, like, oh my God, the Niners might win the Super like Bowl. Lamar or like Lamar is the Flowers. most valuable player. Yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely. Exactly. Yeah, like that. So like, that would be pretty incredible if we did fantasy that way, where it's like, oh, it's 17 weeks and that's also more regular season. And then the playoffs are decided. That, that would be pretty awesome. It's kind of weird though, because it's like a, not your team. It's not your real team. It's just, I, I think that's a little bit weird. Well, and if, if let's say you are the one seed in fantasy. Let's say you had the best team that year. 
but your but your players were not good playoff teams or like but like if you won your fantasy league but the the players in real life were not on good teams it'd be weird to be like the one seed and yet you didn't have any of your players anymore and you'd have to draft the new team as as the best team in the league you know what well, i mean yes but also one didn't we just make a whole memento tattoo of draft players and good teams and then no, two no i know but I, like, I like- whatever if you had if your if your team was like Garrett Wilson and James Conner and what you know Keenan Allen, it would be weird that you were the one seed and yet you lost all your players and had to draft a brand new team. Yeah, that's true. I I, I guess I just like that. I like rewarding. I like obviously you'd have to do a whole system like with everyone knowing this, but I like the idea of rewarding players that are on good teams. Like I just like that. And, you know, one of my hottest takes about fantasy is I've always wished that. Like I always think about post game press conferences, and they're like. Like, no matter how good a player did in a game, if they lost, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. We lost the game. I'm like, yeah, you know what? They're right. Like, you should get a zero if you didn't win the game. Like, I've always wanted a fantasy league where if you your team lost, you get a zero. Make one, Heifetz. That's like, I think halfway there is the points per first down, which I actually agree with you. Is the, the, like, if the team loses, you get zero, I think is it's one extreme. step too crazy for me. <laughs> Baby steps is like points per first down. I do I do kind of find that to be interesting. But the playoff thing is so real. You know what else is great about that? The, what Bill's League does is like, you get two drafts every season. Drafting is like the funnest part of fantasy football, and you get a second one at the end of the year. Yeah, I agree. All right, All right. we fixed fantasy football. All right, there we go. Great. Um, Great. And fix the NFL. Sweet. I'm not going to lie. That's that's. We'll do a tournament. We'll figure Losers that out. Losers bracket. Like, let's get Raj on the phone. The, Raj. Just call it the toilet bowl like everyone does in fantasy. <laughs> the Speaking of which, speaking of teams, though, like wanting to lose toward the end, Mike Vrabel, the Titans coach, was asked basically like, why do you want to win? And Mike Frable's response <laughs> was out of control. He was like, because it sucks to lose. And it was like, it wasn't like a I fucking rant, hate it. It's just like, he was like, it fucking sucks. Losing. Off. Wait, Carl, so we have to play this one too. He's like, losing. Awful. Because it sucks to lose, Gentry. Uh, Trey, you ever need to show you anything? Uh, Did you have you another know? thought or no? I'm just curious. Why? Well, it uh, it fucking sucks. Losing. Awful. That's why I want to win. <laughs> he was so I think the, mad. The sad truth about competition is that is that the emotions you feel when you lose are so much stronger than when you win. And it's you you actually most most of the time I feel like you play a sport not to lose it more than you do to win it. The feeling of winning is great, but the feeling of losing in a big moment is so much fucking worse. I think the most relatable thing Kirk Cousins said in the quarterback Netflix doc was when he was like, when I win, I mostly just feel relief. Like, cause losing is the worst <laughs> feeling in the world. And when I win, I just am so relieved. I don't have the feeling of losing. And I was like, yeah, that, that totally tracks. Cause it's the same thing with, um, we were talking about this with fantasy, with everything in life where it's like, they've done these psychological studies where like the feeling of, um, what is it? Risk. Basically the feeling of losing something is like four times stronger than the feeling of gain. Like losing a dollar is four times more painful than gaining a dollar and winning and losing is just downstream of that. Yeah, so uh, I get it that Vrabel's like, I, I, I essentially just want to win so that I don't have to feel what it's like to lose. The Titans are playing the Jags this week, and they're just kind of like the Joker teams. Like, remember last year, Lions, and the last week of the season, they kept the Packers out of the playoffs, and they beat them for no reason. And the Titans can basically do that to the Jaguars. The Jags win, they win the division, but if the Jags lose, they might not even make the playoffs altogether. So I kind of love the Titans just being out there like, yeah. Like, I, I'm kind of in on meathead coaches. Mike Vrabel, Dan Campbell, the guy, they hate math, but they go for it on fourth down anyway because they're like, but because we're bigger than you. I think they just like big players 
And I just, I don't know. I'm kind of in. Is it, yeah, it's like the the coaches that don't let their team quit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's something there. It, it it definitely instills a culture. Right. Yeah. I even think, dude, Jonathan Gannon, Jonathan Gannon is not a meathead physically, but he kind of, he kind of <laughs> mentally is a meathead. He thinks with his meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mentally. He's Kendall like a Roy? chihuahua that thinks it's as big as like a pit bull. You know? There's like a motivational probably poster about that, Craig. Somehow. Should I get that? Looking in the mirror. It's like a little cat sees a lion. I, I'm just, I'm trying to think of, I can't picture it exactly, but you know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about? I think you're actually right. The cat lion. <laughs> when you said that. It's jogging my memory, but. Uh, I, yeah. When you guys think of Jonathan Gannon, do you think, I can't believe you guys think of anything other than the video from Rondell Moore being like. No, I 100% do. I think of that immediately. <clears throat> the most shocking thing in the world is that he, and, he can relate to his players and get them to play hard. But he has. They've got great vibes. They have like probably the third best vibes in the NFL right now. Playing the Seahawks this week, DK. Do you even oh, want the Seahawks God. to win and make the playoffs? Seahawks do you want them to win? Seahawks have terrible vibes right now. Do I want them to win? Yes. Because, okay, look, there's there's varying philosophies about this, in my opinion. Some people think it's, it's Super Bowl or bust. You know what I mean? There's a lot of fans out there that like, if you don't win the Super Bowl, that's a failure of a season. How do you guys feel about that? Like to me, getting to the playoffs, just, just a chance to like get hot at the right time. That's a success. But then some people will be like, oh, that's a loser's mentality. <laughs> Fucking loser's mentality, you know? But I, I don't know. As a Did fan, one like, person I'm like, say this to you on Twitter? Oh, no, I've seen this like over the years. I've seen this a lot. Like this is like, my dad doesn't say this, but like, this is like something that a dad say. My dad doesn't say that, but like, that's a dad. It's Ricky Bobby. Yeah. This is the Ricky Bobby yeah, first thing. First or last. First or last. No, I think it's ridiculous. Don't you guys remember the Giannis quote when Giannis lost? I think it, I don't know if it was last year, two years ago. And somebody was like, you know, do you see this year as a failure that you, that because you didn't win the championship? And he was like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, Michael Jordan won six rings. Like, would you consider every other year of his career a failure? And he was like, no, like you win sometimes, you lose sometimes. Like, no, th these are not failures. So I, I tend to agree. Look, if, if, if the Cardinals next year go 12 and five and lose in the conference championships, that's not a fucking failure of a season. You get the fuck out of here. That's what I said to all the players in my locker room when they asked me if it was a failure that my fantasy football team lost to all my friends. Who <laughs> biggest for living. I was that's like, a failure. Michael Jordan won six rings. Like was every seat, you know? Fantasy is the only sport that is truly if you're not first or last. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends if you have second place pot. Like even money. then, yeah. yeah. Um, I will. Here's here's how I'll frame it for you. This I'm a I'm a fan of the Seahawks and I'm a fan of the Mariners. Yes, I want the Seahawks <laughs> to go to the playoffs because going to the playoffs is an accomplishment, and it's fun. And you're you're one of the teams that's still alive while all the teams are out. This the Mariners went like twenty something years without a playoff appearance. 20 Sorry, something that was, that was years. Rude. That was rude of me to laugh. Can you imagine that? Like Craig can't because his team is good every year. Um, but like I, to me, it's like getting into the, the into Oakland the dance. Well, getting it's into also, the it's dance reality is minus expectations. Like that's happiness. It's reality minus expectations or expectations minus reality. Sorry, I got the backward. But like the, <laughs> like the Giants last year, no one thought they'd be good. Made the playoffs. That was incredible. Guess what? If the Niners lose, and like if you're the one seed, the Niners or Ravens lose, guess what? Like everyone's going to be pissed. Like it's just how good you think you're going to be, how good you end up being. And that's kind of it. Like if the Bills fans are not going to be happy if they do squeeze in the playoffs to get rocked. But the Giants got rocked by the Eagles. I didn't care. They won a playoff game. That was insane. I don't care what the score of the Eagles game was. They did not deserve to be there. So <laughs> Craig, right. Craig Craig just texted a picture of a kitten looking into a mirror, and it's a it's just a ferocious lion. 
It's just a it's heavy. Baby. That's heavy stuff. I'm very it's motivated just, now. It's just a little baby. Know? Yeah, that's 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 really uh, powerful stuff. I hang that on my wall. You want to do some emails? Let's I might get emails. that as a big tattoo. Do it. Dude, Aaron Rodgers last year got that li- tattoo of the lion, and he was oh, like, this God. is very deep and meaningful, and I will explain it at a later time. Weird how no one's asked. Weird how no one's followed up on that. Well, I feel like he's, uh, he said some other things that kind of outrank the tattoo. He's going to add to his tattoo after this week. Have you guys ever, I think we've talked about this on the show. Have you seen Dan Lanning's tattoos, the head coach of Oregon? <laughs> I've heard of no. them. What are his Dude, tattoos? Just Google Dan Lanning tattoos. <laughs> I feel like I'm having uh, deja vu. Did we talk about this before? I think we might have done. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the one. He, this is the guy he got his wife tattooed on oh, with yes. the cleavage. We for sure have talked about this. Oh, Fucking my God. insane tattoo. <laughs> like, like nuts. I want tattoo. my wife. But I guess, no, more boobs. That's how you know. That's how you know he's a good coach. Like you have to, you have to get shit like this to be a college football coach. You just need to be an absolute <laughs> psycho. Oh, that's really funny. I was just thinking, like, like, if anybody would get like the cat lion thing, like on his back, it would be Dan Lanning. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, is insane. Oh my it's god, so wild. that's just insane. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like, me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Simmons. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Also, speaking of emails, we got an email. Oh, no, I apologize. I lost your name. No, it's from Matt. Matt emailed in. We're talking about the Sports Center commercials. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Wait, I'm going to do that in a second. We have to get an email about tattoos, too. Sorry. Daniel emailed in. Daniel. 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 Daniel emailed in. We asked about emails at ringerfantasyfootball.gmail.com, other crazy tattoo stories. 
Daniel emailed in that there's a guy who got a tattoo, a Browns fan got a tattoo of Miles Garrett hitting Mason Rudolph on the head with the helmet. Oh and it's like very like a photorealistic tattoo. I can't. It's huge. It's like the guy's whole oh like God. upper leg. Look at his it's, face. It's like the big it's like the biggest tattoo you could have that isn't on your back or chest. Basically, It's like his whole leg. Basically, it's just Garrett. And it's his face little, is getting squished. His face is like, yeah, it's like the slow mo of his face. The reverberation mm-hmm. through his face is what they chose. It's like melting. Wow, this That's is funny. really nicely done. It's incredible. <laughs> we should find a tattoo. T- tattoo artist's Instagram and share it. Yeah, shouts out this artist. This is really, really well done. Mm. Probably not an artist in Pittsburgh that made this. Do you think you <laughs> could, if not. you went to Pittsburgh and said, I'd like this, would they do it? You think? If you're like, I'd no. like this image tattooed on I, my leg? No. I bet they would not. Uh, that one's incredible. Sorry, returning to Matt with the Sports Center commercials. We were talking about how they're just incredible. And he wrote that they're by the really famous ad firm. I, I'm sorry, I forget the name. Wyden and Kennedy, Wyden and Kennedy. I don't know if it's Wyden. Wyden and Kennedy made them. And apparently it was like a very, uh, he used to work there forever ago. And he said that it was like a very competitive, it was open to every creative at the company was allowed to pitch them. And and I think that's why they're so incredible. They're all so short. That's the other. They're all 15, 30 seconds. Like they're all so short and they're all so funny. But the, apparently it was like, all, not quite, but almost like March Madness-esque brackets to get them. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> yeah. so cool. I don't, know, I don't know if that was literal or not, but I'm choosing to believe it was like literally like a bracket. I also love that they're just like truly filming in like an office. I just think it's awesome. It's yeah. And the other, there's so many, the man, the Peyton and Eli one kicking each other on the tour. Yeah, that's great. The David Ortiz putting the hat on Jorge Posada, and that just they're incredible. And the did you guys ever work in an office like that, like in an office setting? No. And the ringer does not count. No, the ringer does not count. (laughs) Two. Well, I worked for the. I mean, back in the day, the old uh, Washington Commanders headquarters. Oh, that's actually. Which, if these walls could talk, Heifetz, tell us some stories. If they could talk, the walls would be deposed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Very quickly. All I'll say is the one time that I think the I had I was like 20 and I or 21 and the CFO of Washington at the time had to teach me how to make a pot of coffee because I didn't know. And I was like, he walked <laughs> in on CFO? me holding the cup, the pot, <laughs> realizing it was empty. And I was like, I, I'm I know that I'm supposed to refill this, but it was like a large, like not industrial, but like a large, like really large machine. And I'm holding it. I'm like, oh, shit. Should I put this in empty and run? And he walked in on me, like, stare. And he was like, all right, come here. And like, <laughs> showed me how to make This it is out. the most hyphens thing ever. I would listen to a podcast, like a monologue podcast of you just describing interactions with other people throughout your life. <laughs> like, Dude, this is weird one stories. Story. I don't know why it just tickled me because you just have, like, the most random, like, experiences in life. You, you've ran into so many famous people. You've interacted with so many random people. Sean McVay was the coordinator at the time. And I remember thinking the two people who like had these stunning blue eyes, Colt McCoy, uh, unbelievable. And then Sean McVay, honestly, has like very bright blue eyes. Just got lost in his and eyes. Yeah, I did, honestly. And like, I thought that's Craig, all I did. Did you have that experience him. when you were producing his podcast? Um, maybe it's because he honest, doesn't blink. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's it. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I remember his eyes. You know who else has crazy blue eyes? Our boss, Will Simmons. Yes. Oh, the yeah. the yes, bluest eyes you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> That's true. Dude, the first time I met Bill in person, I remember thinking, he's like Colt McCoy. <laughs> that was my honest. I was like, nice. Oh, my God. Classic. <sighs> I also Full Scott McLuhan offered me Cheetos. He was the GM at the time, and he was just like dressed like. He's like, hey, sweats. kids, want yeah. some Cheetos? Yeah. 
Yeah, Heifetz's stories are always like, oh yeah, I was in Florida for a wedding and I went to a dive bar and Chris Collinsworth was there. And we ended up <laughs> getting drunk till four in the morning. Like and he told a, me about his life. hundred percent. He's a magnet for random famous people interactions. Yeah. I don't I mean, understand. Yeah, I played Jenga with Chris Collinsworth until four in the morning at a <laughs> the bar. Bi- once. You know the like, big what? Jenga, like where it like piles up like six feet high? That's what we were doing. I gotta do two truths and a lie one time with that. But yeah. Yeah, hi, hi, You, I, I feel like you're holding out on us. We got to get to the bottom. Get we'll some more see. stories out of you. Maybe, maybe I'll make them. Um, the other one we got to get to here. This one's from Chet. It's an incredible one. Chet, Chet. It's about Misty Mountains, and again, once again, that the monthly PSA. If you have a newborn child, and you have our hit rate is two out of three. Is DK has discovered oh, the secret that. to the universe? It's three quarters, it's like really, at least ninety percent. The if you have a child that cannot go to sleep. Misty Mountains from the Hobbit soundtrack. No, no, no. Soundtrack. It's, it's sorry to interrupt you, Heifetz. It's not go to sleep. It's it's soothing a crying baby. If your baby is freaking out, crying and screaming, put on Misty Mountains by I think it's like Richard Armitage or something. It's from the Hobbit soundtrack. It's the one with a billion streams from the Hobbit soundtrack. Yeah, I looked at the <laughs> Hobbit soundtrack, and like all the other songs have like two hundred fifty thousand streams, and the and the Misty Mountains is like five hundred million. <laughs> it's like Taylor Swift song. We gotta get the, we gotta get this song into the billion listen club or whatever. Yeah, for Spotify. Let's do. We this. gotta get Richie Arms on the show. Be like, how did you tap into like the Universal? By the way, but the I want to give credit to Skippy again. Skippy was the one who discovered it. Yeah. So shout out Skippy, and I'm reaping the, all the benefits. Okay. So Actually, I'm not what reaping movie any. Benefits. Is it from specifically? The Hobbit. The the first one. Isn't there three of those? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, so one. I'm if you're trying parent, to find it, yeah. Misty Every Mountains. one of these songs has like three to five million listens, and Misty Mountains has 141 million. <laughs> That's so funny. That's awesome. The we gotta find how many soundtracks or albums are like that, where there's one song with a hundred, literally a hundred times more than the rest. It's kind of incredible. <laughs> I mean, that that was numbers, yeah. Ha- have you guys seen the movie The Nice Guys with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe? Yeah. Wait, I don't think I can die. You know you what fall the off porn the star's name in that movie is? The porn star who dies at the start of that movie? Who's like kind of like the, the driving force finding email. out This is the her. email. You're spoiling Chet's email. Is that email. right? Yes. Yeah. Wait, oh you God. just pulled that? Didn't, yeah, I just pulled that. Didn't even. That's, wow, Craig, I'm actually very impressed. Wait, so yeah, her yeah. name is Misty Mountains? Chet's email is yes. that, yes, the porn, yeah, the oh, porn star in The Nice Guys. Great job. Is Misty Mountains. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm sure so that's if you a Google Misty reference. Mountains to like help put your baby to sleep, you, there are two very different options that could pop up on your computer. That's hilarious. Misty Mountains humming. Mm. <laughs> Maybe don't Google that. Misty, Misty Mountains Misty hummer. Humdinger? Yeah, don't. Hummer. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys familiar with the, the term hummer? The slang term? It might have just been from like the early aughts and 90s. When I was growing up, it was the car. <laughs> okay. What was it? Now I'm afraid. No, no, not not the not the big giant truck like the military thing. A Hummer I just is know something completely different. I know it's something, but I, I got to tell you, I don't know what it is. Enlighten me, Danny, Daniel. Uh, well, the the slang that I'm aware of, there's probably a lot of them, but uh, it's when you're getting fellated. What's the term? Fellatio, felated, huh? uh, and they hum. Felated, <laughs> fellated. And okay. and they're humming to add a little bit of like vibration, you know. Oh, it's the it's the, the waves. What yeah. tune? Get a hummer. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe Misty lamb. Mountains. Maybe you're humming Misty Mountains. Put you to sleep. Well, now we're just corrupting this very pure song, and for very pure reasons. But yes, I think it was corrupted when Richie Arms decided to call it the name of the porn star from the movie, and that was the <laughs> yeah, name I'm of the sure song. That was maybe the it's reason. an homage. 
Misty Mountains is from fucking the book, The Hobbit, which was made like a hundred years or however many years ago. <laughs> I was going to say, even The Hobbit movies came out before Nice ago. Guys. I you mean. don't know what Tolkien was into, man. When did Tolkien write The Hobbit? I don't was know, it like, like in the, the 40s? 40s, yeah. I don't know. Let me look it up. That's your piece did of it, trivia did, today. Did anyone else think it's weird that Albert Einstein was just like alive in like 1960? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same with like Picasso. Isn't that weird? Say so, yeah, dude, totally. Picasso was just like living in the 1900s. Yeah, I don't know why that's so weird to me. What was Wild. his favorite movie? Do you think? <laughs> yeah, Picasso. I, you know what the other weird one to me is that this is Picasso the died in 1973. Yeah, the other weird one, Craig, is that Andy Warhol said the "everyone wants 15 minutes of fame" quote like 50 years ago, which kind of blows my mind. He said that like 60 years ago. Like, is it weird that Albert Einstein could have had McDonald's? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Actually, really, this is a great prompt because I really love like weird timeline overlap facts. Like anachronisms kind yes, of? 100%. Yeah, 100%. All right, here we go. Email us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Weird ac- ac- anachronistic facts. Like one, like the, I love the Cleopatra was born closer to the moon landing than the building of the pyramids. It's like, like oh, that. That's Albert crazy. Einstein could have uh, uh, McDonald's. is so funny. There, there was one that was like Nintendo was like the company was incorporated at like in the 1800s or something like that. Oh, it's like, like Nintendo was founded before like Van Gogh painted the starry night. Like, right. or something like that was the one. Oh my God. But the also wait, also emails. If you want, we, we've been doing a crescendo playlist, the crescendo playlist, which we were talking about a whole other thing. If you want it, emails at ringerfantasyfootball.gmail.com as well if you, while you're at it. But doing a whole crescendo playlist too. But Okay. Sorry. So first of all, Nintendo was founded in 1889. Wow. That's wild. And then second fact, The Hobbit was written in 1937 or published in 1937. Oh, wow. So, man, almost 100 years ago. Somebody, some, This is another one of those fact, like date facts. Somebody said that 1917 and 1970, like it, from 1973 to now is the same as going from 1973 to 1917. That is... Oh, Sal said that. Awful. Sal's fucking Sal, wild. No, that was Sal and Bill. Sal and Bill were talking about how they were going to see a Stevie Nicks concert and they were trying oh, to right, figure out right, right. 50 years later and they realized that that's the equivalent of their parents seeing someone, that they were the equivalent of their parents seeing someone who made a cool song in 1917. In the Great War. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Back in the Depression. I know that I'm kind of fudging the numbers with that I'm stuff. Gonna, I'm going to be telling my grandkids that I'm, I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't go come to dinner tonight. Uh, your, your grandmother and I are going to go see Dua Lipa sing Levitating. And it'll be 2081. <laughs> I oh got LMFAOs in town. I won't be able to make dinner tonight. Hold on. I'm trying to create a, an image of Albert Einstein eating at McDonald's. <laughs> I'm trying to get that going. Are you doing like the Maybe there's a, dolly? Have you ever, have you, did you try to just Google it? Like what if that just exists? Oh, no, I actually didn't think of that. I was going to make it for <laughs> fake, but maybe he actually had it. No, but there are fake photos on Google that you can. What do you think he would have ordered? A Big um, Mac. Quarter pounder. What's your McDonald's order? Or Craig's too crunchy to go to McDonald's. Craig, Craig definitely gave him fast food like three years ago. Three cheeseburgers. Except in and out. <laughs> in and out. Oh, I closed my tabs. I'm back to the Dan Lanning tattoo of his wife. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, right. this is maybe one of our most unhinged. Yeah, we should probably episodes. get out of here. Did we talk about football? I don't remember. 
We should probably leave. All right. Thank you, TK. Thank you, Craig. I feel like we fixed the NFL, and after yeah. that, I feel like we don't, we've fulfilled our obligation for the episode. All right. Thank you, Carlos, for producing this episode and for um, really towing the line well of being really salty, um, but also prescient about the Dolphins season. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Emos Ring and Fantasy Football, gmail.com. Weird timeline things that you wouldn't expect, like Einstein at McDonald's. Email us, ringerfantasyfootball.gmail.com if you want crescendo playlists. Email us, we'll send you the playlist. And if you do have actually need rankings, week 18, fantasyfootball.thereno.com. Draft show. We're not leaving. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Uh, thank you, Anna Lapwood. I sent you guys this video last night on Instagram, as I want to do. I'm, I'm the old man that sends you guys Instagram. Videos. I love it. Um, and it was Anna Lapwood playing the Interstellar theme song on a gigantic pipe organ in London. And it's like the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. You did send me that. That was actually really cool. It is sick. I love the Interstellar <laughs> soundtrack, but also pipe organ. The biggest pipe organ the biggest in the world. Pipe I, did organ. I thought I had the biggest pipe organ. There's... <laughs> it's unfortunately named it's instrument. The, it's I think John Hamm would beg to differ with Anna. <laughs> the Hamaconda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would beg to differ um, but yeah it, it moves you it's you a moving piece I, hey, the it certainly does um, what was I going to say oh yeah Do you have you listened to anything else of hers or just the Interstellar song or are you a fan no, of her generally has a whole, well I just discovered her yesterday and oh, okay. I listened to some of the other stuff There's a lot and of it's very like cool that. You're like, I like, like she plays artist. like all kinds of stuff, like uh, classical music, anything that involves an organ. I don't know. It's the biggest organ in the world. This is this place is truly on my bucket list. I'm not kidding. I got to go to this place, honey. We got to go see the giant organ. <laughs> the you're, giant you're like pipe organ. you're like Clark Griswold. <laughs> That's actually very true. I'm gonna take my family on a trip <laughs> to, to go see this giant pipe organ. organ. <laughs> It's a pilgrimage, really. Um, this is your John Ham was world. with us the whole time. <laughs> it's funny, but like I genuinely want to go to this place. It looks like incredible. Cal the, the, like Calvin's first memory of a vacation is going to be getting dragged to London <laughs> to see a giant fucking organ in a cathedral. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll see Benedict Cumberbatch there. You know, when he comes. Give like NBA, like when the player sits, it's like, yeah, Lapwood's not even here today. <laughs> I don't see Betty comes anywhere. We're load managing Anna. <laughs> oh my god! All right, goodbye, Anyways, everyone. Incredibly impressive, I will say. John Hammer, Anna Lapwood. <laughs> oh. I love that you brought it back to John Hammer. <laughs> goodbye. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit one 800 gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.